Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dynasty, the podcast. And if this is your first time listening, welcome to the Dynasty. I'm here with my dad, Dustin Yelton, and we're gonna we're gonna do our podcast today. Uh, we're gonna talk about some random sports stuff, and uh, hopefully, you guys enjoy. So, um, how you doing today, Dad? I'm doing okay. I think uh, I think we've got a lot going on. Yeah, we definitely you know, have a lot. This is the best six weeks of, in, in college basketball, and then you know you got. Baseball things that are going on with it, you know, a couple they got like a week, and then they're going to be a, games going to be for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's spring training right now, and and then speaking of baseball, let's just jump into it. So uh, you just pointed this out before we started, but I because I didn't see it. Mike Trout just re-upped with the Angels a year pri- a year earlier than his contract would have expired, and he signed for twelve year, four hundred thirty million dollars. Which you said was the most in baseball history. Yes, it is the biggest contract in baseball history. And w- do you think he's worth that kind of money, four hundred thirty million? You know, with Ma- uh, Machado getting three, and then Bryce Harper getting three thirty. I mean, he's on the same level as them guys, if not the guy that they're trying to be on the level with. Well, see, you were never sold on Bryce Harper. You no, never thought he was that was, big of a player. I, and I'm a, I, and that's because I'm an NL fan. And mm-hmm. I watched him, you know, I got to watch a lot of his games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he he was he was suspect with the curveball, I'll be honest. Yeah. It, and a lot of people were talking about that, too. Uh, he, he, has, he starts off pretty strong, and then they say towards the end of the seasons, he kind of tails off into back into that. Uh, well, it, it's not really just the season. If you really look at his actual batting average, mm-hmm. if you look, if you break it down to when he comes around the third or the fourth time to bat against the pitcher – that's where his batting average has been dropping mm-hmm. because the first two they're you know they're filling him out they might throw him a fastball but once they get to that third time and they see him around they're going to throw him a curveball and he's you know and, and that's when it's when it hurt his batting average yeah see Bryce Harper last year batted a two forty nine with thirty four home runs in that, so is in, that in DC DC is a pretty big park yeah. So I will give him. I'll give but still, two fifty is, is right. Two fifty uh, is it worth three hundred thirty million? Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at this stuff for real, he would have batted better than me. I, I can say that, but right. I, don't know I mean, if, I don't, I'm not saying I'm going to go out there and bat you know three hundred. Right. But you know, if you look up Joey Votto stats, you know everybody made a big deal when the Reds signed Joey Votto for the ten million dollars a year for the $100 million contract. Everybody made a big fuss about the Reds and said, oh, that's stupid, mm-hmm. you're crazy, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But if you look at his production, just his batting average and his on-base percentage, mm-hmm. he's probably one of, in the top five in baseball. Yeah, so last year he had a down year because he's batted 300 over the last, uh, looks like nine years except for 2014. But in 2018, he had he batted a 284 with a 417 on base percentage. I mean, as the first baseman, yeah, that's you're building a franchise around. I mean, at least he's getting on base, right? No, that yeah, because see, uh, 393 on base for Bryce Harper, and then 417 for Votto. And if you look at the strikeouts and things, you know, yeah, in, in big times when there's a guy on second base or yeah. something trying to move the runner over. You know, when you look at all that together. Yeah, Vod only had 101 strikeouts to Bryce Harper's 169. So that's 68 more strikeouts. Yeah, because Votto does, he he does. He's, he's the best two-strike hitter in baseball. Yeah, he's really good at, at choking up on the bat. Um, but, but get back to the Yeah, so <laughs> Mike Trout got the big contract. Uh, he had a 312 batting average with, give me one second, uh, 39 home runs, four triples, 
um, and a 460 on base percentage. And OPS, I, it always slips my mind. Do you remember what OPS is? I, it always slips my mind what that stands for. But he had a, a, a 1,088 uh, OPS with a 628 slugging percentage, which is pretty freaking good, 628. And, and you know, L.A., you know, is a bigger park. Yeah. You know, you know, because we're, we're in, I, I don't know if you tell the, the people, but we're here in Cincinnati. So, you know, you know, a lot of people say Great American Ballpark is probably the best place to come and hit, play a home run yeah. derby. Yeah. So we get to see a lot. So, like, you know, if, if Votto hits 39, it's mm. like, oh, okay. But to hit 39 in L.A., mm. you know, L.A. has a lot of dead air. Yeah. It's, you know. And they do. I, I, th- I want to say they're. If you're going to pay a guy that, that, Got on base. His on base percentage was thirty nine point three, and you're gonna sign that guy with one hundred sixty nine strikeouts. You're gonna give him three hundred thirty million. Mm-hmm. I guess there's there's no question about Mike Trout's contract. You can't really nobody can really say anything, right? Yeah, because he, he beats year. he beats him in every stat every category. Right. Yeah. I mean, he really does. Any, I mean, forty home runs. Well, thirty nine, but forty home runs a season. It's the it's the second most in his career. But that's a lot of home runs, especially in the American League. You're playing in a lot of pitchers' parks and in, in the AL. Yeah, and the pitchers are a lot. You know, the pitchers in the AL are a little bit more stronger and later in games too because yeah. the DH. Yep. You know, they get, so they get a little. Assist. Sometimes that second or third round, you know, they're not as fatigued as like they are in the National League. You know? And and he also at playing in center field, he's got the speed. So when his contract comes up, he'll be what thirty eight. So this will probably be the last contract that it puts he him signs. at fifty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, no, no, because he's twenty six right oh, now. Okay. So after the twelve years is up, he'll be well. Actually, no, he'll be thirty nine because he's still got this year, and right. then the twelve years will start after that. Right. So after this contract's up, he'll be the same age as Bryce Harper at thirty nine. So this is probably his last contract, and that's a big cash out four hundred thirty million for your last contract. That's and that's you stay huge. where you started. Yeah, you don't go nowhere. You got a fan base. But see, when we were talking you. about this. We were talking about this beforehand. So. Bryce Harper went to the Phillies, and everybody talked about how uh, Mike Trout like courted him and showed him around Philly because uh, Mike Trout's from Philly, and they thought uh, Mike Trout being a free agent next season was going to take over and uh, and go to Philly, and then there was going to be a duo outfield. But now with him re-upping with the Angels, does that put Bryce Harper in kind of some deep water where he's he doesn't have the team around him to win anything? But he's but now I, does you know I, I get what you're saying. And my thought process would be, does that make does, does that gonna is that gonna make him try to uh, try harder and put so much stress on himself and say he's got to be the team leader? Yeah, I you mean, know, and, and he, he now he's got to go out and prove everybody that he's worth that month that much money because he took that much money. So maybe even he took a pay cut, thinking that was gonna happen. Well, uh, yeah, because you. It's well, a, it's a um, it's a hundred million. He took less money from yeah. He took less money than he did from Washington. Right, but what I'm more. saying is, what if what if Trout, why he was there, mm-hmm. was offered the same contract because that's all they can afford? Yeah, that's true. And then when he got back to L.A., his 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 uh, agent called him and said, "Hey, the Angels are talking about getting an extension for you," and he might have slipped up and said, "Well, you know, they talked about 330 in, in Philly," right, right, and then all of a sudden. This contract comes back and it's a hundred million dollars more, mm-hmm. like exactly a hundred million dollars more. Yeah, could that be is. what the Angels were like? You know what? 
screw it. We're right. just gonna well see. We're so, just gonna make sure you stay in L.A. Right. So the Phillies, they have. Uh, I mean, they have Jake Arrieta. They they signed him. So I mean, they have a, a good ace, a pretty good ace. But I'm looking at their roster, and I don't see anybody that's like they're a young pops team. Out to me. But they do have uh, Andrew McCutcheon. They did sign him. So you have yeah. Andrew and Bryce in the right. outfield. They are a very well. I think Andrew McCutcheon is going to be actually a bench player. They're really? actually yeah. I've watched a couple of their spring training games. They're a very young team, mm-hmm. but they they got a little bit of talent. But it's going to be like um, they're not going to be like the '90 Reds where they're going to go wire to wire. They're they're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. They'll probably come last in their division just because they're young. Because they got bright. The only person they really have with power and stuff is Bryce Harper. Yeah, they got a couple young kids that are coming up. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know how that is. Second time around, they throw a curveball. Usually, and it gets them every time. Yeah. So, because you're sitting on fastball, so you Jose know, Alvarez, that's a pretty good lefty that they got in their bullpen. Yeah, I, I mean, don't they struggle. Got a, they got a veteran player in Gene Segura at shortstop, but you nothing, know, no, no names that are gonna jump off, uh, jump out of your seat for it. Before we switch to anything else, while we're on baseball, what is your thought process of what the Reds have done? I, th- I mean, I think they're building more towards winning now. They're kind of getting the pieces together to actually win, but I don't think we're, they're going to win. I think, you know, getting Puig, we got Sonny Gray. Uh, we're building the young guys for to win, to win in the future, but I don't think that we're ready to win yet. What about, so you haven't seen Jose Iglesias sign with the Reds to play shortstop, the well, former Dodger, or the former uh, Detroit Tigers? No, I haven't seen that. Oh, no. the Gold Glove. He's he's on the Reds roster now. He's signed to play with the Reds, so that kind of shores up the infield too. Yeah, I mean and, they're 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 good. I'm not saying we're we're not going to lose 100 games like we like I said the last two years. But, and they didn't. And no, they didn't. They did. And I told you they won't. It was 99, damn. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> Dang it. I'm sorry. I no, you're fine. Um, but uh, I just I I mean I I don't think we're at the 2010 level yet, and. I, but I think we're building the pieces to get back to that level. I think we. I think I. I feel we finished third, second or third in the division. Yeah, we're not going to finish last like we did. I don't think we will. I just, but and, but and I like that everybody that we got have certain contracts. So for so you know we're not going to have. I think we got one more year after this to you know get Puig and see if he likes Cincinnati. Yeah. and everything. It's see, not, that's what I'm nervous about too. Is we're going to be able to resign. Right, Puig. but I but I think both guys, Kemp and him, it's got another year or two on their contract. So mm. you know they're they're going to see if they like the ballpark and right. everything. So and I mean Cincinnati does do it with the parade and they kind of they oh, really, opening we really, day is yeah, huge. We really because, make a big know, be, deal. So a lot of players like that yeah, with with it being the 150th season this year for the Reds. You know, oh yeah, the, the It'll be a big deal. Uh, the parade we have, you know, big parade, everything down mm-hmm. in Finley Market. You know, opening day in Cincinnati is is an event. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, used to, you know, five, six, seven years ago, we used to, you used to stay home from school, yeah, and sit with me, mm-hmm. and, and we'd watch it. It right. was that kind of a big day. Uh-huh. You know, you you and your you and your brother, I'd let in, you know, I'd let you guys stay home, and we'd sit and watch. The parade mm-hmm. and and then sit and watch the opening day game because it was a big deal. It, it was yeah, a big it, deal. It, it's and it's still a big deal here in Cincinnati. But what happened was that, that changed it is we play the later game now. Yeah, we used to be the first game. Yeah, now that we're not that great, mm-hmm. they put other teams <laughs> in front of us at the one o'clock slot and right. we're at the four thirty slot. Right. 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think we're building towards the 2010 season, which I think, would we make the, do we make the DS or do we make the CS in 2010? DS. So, so yeah. So, and we were, we were, I think we were a game away from making the championship series. Right. But I think, I think we're on the way towards that, but I don't think we're there yet. I think we still have a lot to go, especially because our bullpen's not as strong. Once we get out of our rotation, I'm kind of nervous about the guys that come out in in the later half of the innings, and I'm kind of nervous about that. Yeah, they picked up a couple guys, but I, I me too, because I haven't seen them. You yeah. know, they play for other teams, and you don't really get to see them as much. Mm. You know, I don't want to rant on the Raves, you know, or the Reds, but I feel, I feel that the Cincinnati Reds are making more moves to be a better team. Mm. Than the Cincinnati Bengals did. Yeah, yeah. And and that's because I believe the owners are actually trying to show, and that's my opinion. Mm. Yeah, I mean this is only opinion show. Yeah, but so let's switch gears. You were talking about the Bengals, so we'll switch gears to football. And the biggest news that that shocked the world out of me, and probably made me the maddest person in the world, and probably made my heart stop at the same time. And that's Odell Beckham getting traded to Cleveland from New York. So the deal was. Odell got traded. It was uh, Odell for it was a twenty nineteenth pick, which it's is seventeenth overall. They got the seventeenth overall. Uh, a twenty twenty. No, and if, no, it's this year too. Third round. It's a, okay. Like, it's like uh, yeah. Pick. A, oh God, I just knew it. I'm sorry, I forgot. No, you're all right. So it's the seventeenth pick overall. It's a third rounder, and then and Jabril then, Peppers. And Jabril Peppers at for for Odell Beckham, um, and now. The Browns, they look really deadly offensively. I, and I want to say it's a top 50 pick, but I'm not 100% sure. So, I, I mean, it's, I think it's a big it's – a, it's a night – it's a night. I believe that Cleveland overpaid. I'll just come out and say it. Yeah, I was just about to ask you. I, I don't care what other people say. <laughs> if you look at what they got for Antonio Brown and you look at what some of the other guys have been moved for, that is a lot. That's three. That's two first rounders because Jabril Peppers was the top five pick, the year he he was drafted, and then you got the seventeenth overall pick. And Jabril Peppers, he wasn't you know a stud, but he was he played he played really well when and, he did play. To be honest, that it's the it's good for for New York too mm-hmm. because they they didn't resign Lane and Collins right. They let so they off. did find a guy that can be their starter. Mm-hmm. So don't get me wrong, but Cleveland. Man, is it that serious right now? And then they also made the trade with the New York for Kevin Zeitler for Olivier Vernon. Yeah, the so they picked up another lineman. pass rusher. Right, it's for a but new lineman. They just weakened their offensive line. So I, that's the only thing. Can that's the only question that I have is can Cleveland's offensive line hold hold the D line long enough for Br- Baker Mayfield to get the ball to his playmakers? Because yes, you have Jarvis Landry and yes, you have Odell on each side, and that's really good. You have Nick Chubb in the backfield, and then you know half. Way through the season, you you'll no, grab Kareem Hunt back there too. And you got but, Njoku. Uh, yeah, and you got David Njoku too at the tight end position. But can the offensive line hold up that D line? You know, you lost Joe Thomas to retirement. You lost Kevin Zeiler to a trade. Can they? Can they actually? You know, give him the five seconds. Yeah, give you him know, the you three know, to five seconds to throw the ball. Mm. Yeah, I mean, or is he going to have to look at one guy and then go? And I mean, Baker is mobile and he can get out of the pocket and make plays, but. I mean, they're, Odell and Jarvis are more route runners. Here, not- here's my question for you with with what with what happened. Obviously, I'm a Bengals fan, mm-hmm. okay? So, say what you want, but I'm a Bengals fan to the day I die. Mm-hmm. 
But, uh, so, like, I know, but, uh, I'm trying to get back to what I, oh, yeah, so, but see, and also they have, you know, Kareem Hunt, he, um, he, he's gonna be suspended for the first eight games, so he's gonna be out with that domestic violence. Okay, right. go ahead, you got back with your, um, what happens if Cleveland starts 0-4 with all them divas? You know, uh, you, you know what, That's... I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but mm-hmm. what happens if they start 0-4? Mm-hmm. With all them divas, and now they're like, "Oh my God! If we don't win out, we don't make the playoffs." And right. you know, we got all this t- talent. Da 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 da. See, what happens when that ha- does? Now does do does uh, Kitchens, the head coach, lose the locker room there? But see, yeah, I mean, Odell has had he's had you know temper issues, yes, in the league. So has Lars um, Landry. Yeah, and yeah, he's had he's had a little bit of issues, but. Baker's really surprised me his rookie season. Yeah, he's a he's he's a lot more down to earth than a lot of people made him seem when he was out in Oklahoma. I mean, he's a he's a lot more down to earth. So, I, I but for, I forgive do, him. Do you listen to a do you listen to a two year pro quarterback? That's the only thing. Can can Odell and can Jarvis Landry rally around a guy that that's twenty what twenty three at the most? Yeah, twenty three twenty four. And I mean his second year in the league. That that is true. Can can Baker take over the locker room? And then also. Odell, you've seen a lot of times in New York when he wasn't getting the ball, he made a show on the sideline. And you're playing next to a, a hundred reception receiver every game or every season. Are you gonna? That's that's what I yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, what, them There's guys, them football. guys. If they start zero four, mm-hmm. that locker room could. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but mm-hmm. you know, think about it as as a fan. Yeah. We've seen these guys. We've seen Javaris Landry flip out in Miami. Mm-hmm. We've seen you know um, Odell. Flip out in New York. It's yeah. not like it's never happened. Right. So if these guys are, you know, if they become a run first team or something because they can't have the offensive line can't do nothing, mm-hmm. what happens on the sideline? Yeah. Now you have a rookie coach that was an offensive line coach, off, you know, and, and you promote him yeah. to head coach. I mean, Kitchens was, you know, offensive line and all that. He did a lot of stuff with the offense. Now all of a sudden, you you promote him to the head coach, and now you got a rookie head coach, you got a two year quarterback. And you got a lot of divas on your team, right. and I'm not trying to call them girls, right? But the their attitudes are like divas, right? But yeah, I mean if that's going to be interesting, you, yeah. right? If you start zero four, that could be see, very. That's what I mean. Difficult. Odell, he always had. I mean, he had Sterling Shepard on the other side, but Sterling Shepard was not a hundred reception receiver. Exactly. Jarvis Landry. I mean, I don't. Let me look up his Jarvis Landry stats last year because I know um, the, his last year in Miami, um, he had okay. So he had eighty one receptions. And uh, with Cleveland, but how many games did he play though? Um, it doesn't. Show. Let me look. So, but he came off 112 in right. his last year in Miami. So, I mean, he's he's he, the guy he that you get the a ball to. Games or something. Oh, he played all 16 oh, in Cleveland. Okay. Yeah, he played all 16 well, with 80 catches. Well, he had a rookie catches. quarterback. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's gonna take so, yeah, a dip. His first year in a new system, but you know, look, I mean, his first four years in Miami. He had 84, 110, 94, and then 112. So he's around that 100 receptions a And if season. you do the same thing with Odell, it's going to look like the same thing. Yeah. And how do you – you got one football. Right, yeah. And you also have <laughs> Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, who's out coming out of the woodworks. And right, they're going to want, they they're, got, they're they're gonna gonna want, want the ball a couple too, times. Because yeah. you can't – I mean, he's got – I mean, it's a blessing and a curse for Kitchens because he's got a lot of weapons, but it's utilizing all those weapons. It's just like in the – I don't know if, you know, you guys – like in the old school. Okay, we, so, yeah, Odell had 91, 96, and 101 in his first three years. Then uh, 2017 is when he got hurt, so he only played four games. He only had 25. And then last year he had 77. 
So he's coming off a less reception year too. Right. And in 2018, he was having. That's when he was having a lot of those uh, pops where you know he was angry a lot in New York, and it, it showed. And then the contract year, they couldn't decide on a contract for Odell. But you know, my thing with it is when we was growing up, if a team got stacked or something, we always said that they look good on paper. Mm-hmm. You know, you can look great on paper. You can take pictures. You can be the best team everywhere. What happens when you get out there and you start playing? Yeah, you know? I mean, the, the what I got what I got to say about them too is they are really good defensively, and they picked up another guy on the other side of Miles Garrett. Where, man, it's gonna be they they look good. They yeah. do look good. But I mean, and also I was gonna ask you this too, which I just thought about. So the projections in Vegas has already came out, and they've said that they have a fifty percent chance of winning the AFC North this year. Do you believe that the Cleveland Browns have a 50% chance of winning the AFC North? You know, I I, I want to say the Bengals will, just because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm a Bengals fan. Mm. So, you know, get that out there. But to be honest, to pull it up and get it started, the Ravens, man, yeah, I don't mean, they, sleep on the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, they they got it, Earl yeah. Thomas in the back at safety now. They went ahead and said, Lamar Jackson, take over. It's your team. They signed Mark Ingram to they run smart, the ball. Right. They, started, they got Mark Ingram. They, you know, they told. They actually have a running back. It's been a while. I mean, Alex Collins was okay, but he was never that premier. I mean, the last time they had a, a really good running back was Ray Rice's prime years and before, before he threw that left hook. And um, <laughs> he he was really good, and he yes, really he excelled in their system. Yes, and was. now they just brought in another running back that's pretty that's that has had a couple really good years in New Orleans. Well, I mean, he's played his whole career so far in New Orleans, but but he his his numbers kind of dipped both because Kareem Hunt, you know, yeah, they, right, not Kareem Hunt, but uh, um, Alvin Kamara, yeah, Alvin Kamara, yeah, you know, you they they kind of shared the last couple of years. So yeah, he's not his numbers ain't that great, mm. but if you look at his numbers when he was the. The featured running back. Yeah, I mean he was. I mean he's a solid running back, and I mean even with and Lamar Jackson with Alvin, he was producing. Lamar Jackson was doing. You know he was running that offense pretty well. Yeah. Now you got another mobile quarterback. Yeah. In that system, mm-hmm. you know they don't have great wide receivers. Right. But you know, but you know sometimes you don't have to have great receivers. You just got to have them get open. I mean, uh, they do have. Hold on, I think they have somebody that was. Uh, I know. It's, I mean, it's I, on the tip of my tongue. His name's right there. I mean, he's a uh, John Brown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, John Brown. I mean, he's. he's I fast. like John Brown and Willie Sneed too. They're. I mean, they're not like you know superstar receivers, but they are good receivers. That's what I'm saying. They, right. They just got to get open now because right. Lamar Jackson can move around in the pocket and, and give mm-hmm. them the chance to get open. See, John Brown in as Arizona, I really liked him, and now I, I like the way they played him in the slot. And, yeah. And letting just he ran a lot of post and, and streaks and stuff, right. and just like right. outran. The DBs he is really fast, and Willie Sneed's str- uh, pretty nice too. Yeah. I mean, he he's he. Yeah. But see, and 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 to say the other team, let me bring them up. Pittsburgh, hmm. you know, they still got Ben. They yeah. still got James Conner. Yeah. They still got a hell of a defense. Yeah, I mean, they have they <laughs> lost. They did they, lose they, two of their best offensive players, but they're replacing them with two Pro, pro Bowl players. So you know, I, Juju I don't Smith think they're Schuster, losing a lot. Juju Smith-Schuster going over to the one slot. That he he might Martavius Bryant. I think it's Martavius Bryant's back. If he can, did he sign with Pittsburgh? I think so. Okay, because I know he went to Oakland last year. Okay, then because he got traded to Oakland, right? And then I think he let they they got he got released. Maybe I just seen that he got released. I mean, did you see that? Um, we wasn't even going to talk about this, but did you see that? As soon as they got um, as soon as they got uh, 
Oh, come on, come on, come on. Uh, Antonio Brown in Oakland, they released Jordy Nelson. Yeah. But no, he's still in Oakland. Uh. Yeah, I think his contract was still up there. But still, Juju Smith-Schuster, he benefited off Antonio Brown. Now. Is he going to be able to create the same open spaces by himself? Right. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a gamble. Mm-hmm. You know, and Cincinnati's young. You know, don't don't count us out. We still got AJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but we I just got know. Tyler Eifert. If he could play the whole season, yeah, I mean, he's don't 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 healthy. put us all the way out. I mean, give us. <laughs> yeah, they give gave us, him the three percent. Give us just a little bit before we change over. Mm-hmm. I want to know. I want your opinion on this. Yesterday, the Cincinnati Bengals released Vontez Burfitt. Really, I did not see that. Yeah. So, um, I did not see that. Because they they uh, got Preston Brown, they signed Preston Brown to a two year deal, mm-hmm. so they went ahead and released Vontez. Well, today, Vontez Burfick is being courted in the, in Oakland with the history of Oakland and the way Vontez plays. Sometimes, could that be a bad move for him? I think that'd be a good move for him, but would he make it worse? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Would he go further? He's gonna. Uh, he's one of them players that if he's on your team, you love him. But if he's not on your team, you hate his guts. So I've loved him, but now that he's. But, but what I'm saying is, with the way the the fans are and the history of the Raiders. Yeah, but that's when they won their Super Bowls when they were the nasty Raiders. Right. So does he take it too far because he's already there? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? In I think, Cincinnati, I think he, he had problems in Cincinnati. You know he he would yeah, try to. He did have a lot of problems. You know he goes to Oakland. Yeah, and they're and he gets the fans that are feeding into it. Yeah, I think I mean because they like think, it. I think it would be a good move for him it personally, would be. but I don't know about the Raiders. Right, because he again the fans would they would see the old Oakland Raiders, so they would get behind him, and he wouldn't get as much scrutiny as he did. You know, in Cincinnati, uh, he would get a lot worse around the league. Yes, but. The people that people would have his back, and I mean, AB would like the move because he wouldn't have to go over the middle with him there anymore. Um, but uh, I don't know if it's going to happen. Know. But it's just you know, I was yeah. just throwing it out there. I mean, it would move. It would make sense. I don't see another team that would sign somebody like that. I mean, he's he's a. I mean, he's a good ball player. He gets you know he he, he makes the plays, yeah, but it's almost a hundred tackles he, a year, even though he's been hurt. Right, and can, but it's Kenny. Can he stay, you know, I mean, even not, not even hurt. I mean, he's suspended. Yeah, right. Can he, can he keep of, his fucking mind straight? Right. I'm sorry. Keep his mind straight. Right. I and, mean, and get rid of and, and That's the only thing is, it can he stay I, Can he stay on the field without getting suspended? Right. That's the only thing he's got to worry and, about. And that's what I'm he's saying. He's really good as a linebacker. But that's what I'm saying. See, in Cincinnati, we didn't feed into it all the time. Right. Unless it was like against like the Steelers or right. something. Right, exactly. So he goes to Oakland mm. with his attitude. Mm. Their fans are going to feed into that. Yeah. They love that. Yeah, they do. They're going to. That's what they want. So do they push him to the point where he gets suspended? Yeah, I mean, because he's got he's got the. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. pushing. They're pushing him to do it. And he's like, all right, God, and he does something crazy. And who says he does? Who says he signs with them and don't do nothing crazy? Right. You know, and just plays as linebacker maybe. and figured it out what happened in Cincinnati. Right. I think maybe. I mean, a new place. Uh, new, new. Um, oh, what do they say? Uh, they always say it all the time when somebody gets traded or gets signed to a new team. It's like a a, cha- a change of atmosphere. Yeah. That kind of set yourself back at zero. Yeah. So you know, maybe maybe it'll reset the button on him, and maybe he'll be able to. I mean, he is really good when he he's is. on the field. He is a really good linebacker. Yes, he is. He's one. Of, he he's really he's been really well. I mean, I was I was mad because the Bengals did it, mm-hmm. but then when you look at what's going on, 
it's the right move, yeah. to be honest, with a rookie coach. Mm. I think he's like, you know what? I he's not. I don't think he's ready for somebody to have the league to being finding him and stuff almost every game and stuff like right. that. So right. I think I think the coach was like, you know what? That's not the atmosphere I want here. Yeah, and, and that's the one thing. As a new coach, you got to get the locker room. And who knows with somebody like that if you could great if you could gain the locker room. Right. You if get if the he's like room. that on the field, is he like that? You know what I mean? Right. And, and with I mean, a rookie coach, we I don't know how we're gonna do with a brand new. I mean, he's never coached before in the NFL. But that's the number one thing we got to do this season, and he's got to do this season. If even if we only win four or five games, he's got to gain the locker room. Because oh, yeah. if he doesn't, then he's yeah. going to be out from day one. And and see, the best part of it is, we have so many veterans mm-hmm. that I think like the move so much mm-hmm. that I think he's already got some of the locker room. And mm-hmm. once you get the veterans, yeah. The yeah. young guys will be the next coming in line. Right, exactly. And, and I think that's what he's done already because he's already, you know, been been with Dunlap. And, and right. All, you know, he's already talked to them guys. And, right. and, and you know, AJ and Andy. Right. And did you see what else the, the Raiders did mm-hmm. with saying AJ? They've, they've released AJ McCarron. Well, yeah, I mean, that so, was – so. There's people that are saying bring him back mm-hmm. and let him sit behind Andy because and, and play if Andy starts messing up. See, the, I tweeted about this earlier. I don't know what John Gruden's doing, man. He I, is he's confusing me. I know. I I think he's got a plan because John Gruden's he that kind to. of guy. He's smart, but I don't see the plan, and it's it's looking crazy. He's doing all kinds of stuff that I just don't even know what's going on. But when AJ McCarron was with us, he he had the best time. He had his best years. Right. So you know, do you bring say you know what? Hey, you're you're on a free agency market. We right. do need a decent backup. Right. Do you want to come here and be the backup again? And if something happens with Andy, you know, you come in. What does that? Do you think that's a good move for the for the Bengals to bring back Andy McGarren? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I we kind of missed out on him when when Andy went down there and uh, what's his name? Oh, what's his name? Who started? What's Jeff Driscoll? Yeah, uh, Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. He he. I mean, he didn't produce quite as well as we wanted him to. And A.J., at least, like, A.J. went out and won a Thursday night football game against Denver, you know, and when Denver was in their heyday with when Andy went down. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd bring back A.J. McCarron. I definitely would. Because it's not like there's a team out there that's going to be hunting him down. Exactly. That's That's what I'm saying. New Orleans, maybe. Right. So you you could get him for maybe a little over league minimum. Right. And, you know, if Andy starts messing up. He did push Andy. With the new coach. You know, if Andy start, you know, maybe we we get the we can. I mean, it makes sense. It I, does make sense to me. Okay, I just wanted your opinion on it because it just happened. All right, yeah. So we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll we'll uh, keep the discussion going. All right, and welcome back to Dynasty, the podcast. So we just got done talking about the NFL, and now that we're gonna move on. Uh, well, we talked about the NFL free agency, the off season, and and shaping up, and then what's coming up soon in about a month, a little over a month. We got the NFL draft coming up. So a lot of people have been talking about, uh, like you know the the top five picks, um, that you know all defensive because they are studs. You have Nick Bosa, Quentin Williams, Josh Allen, Ed Oliver, and Devin White. All of them defensive players, and all of them are really good. But do you have some – I mean, obviously they're really strong, but do you have anybody outside those top five that you think is, is like, the number, really good? The number one pick overall this year is going to be Kyler Murray. 
You think so? You think Kyler's going to go to Arizona? Uh, Kingsbury's doing a lot with the kid. Mm. They didn't – when he had his pro day, um, Arizona told him not to, not to let him measure you. Mm-hmm. So he didn't get his height or weight while he was in his pro day. So that way nobody can – all they can go off of is what is on college thing. Wow. So I, I think they're trying to do a little something because um, – See, but is that smart? Because – and you and the big thing too is – this is the other part. Cliff Kingsbury recruited Kyler Murray to Oklahoma. Man. And then he left because mm-hmm. he was the quarterback coach. And then he left and took the job at Texas Tech. Mm. So this guy has seen this kid. So – you need a, I mean, you got Josh Rosen, but you you need a. You feel like you need another quarterback. You get him, and you can move Josh. To right. It's, but is one year only? Is one year good enough to judge somebody in this league? You just drafted Josh Rosen. You didn't even give him the. You didn't give him the reins the full season. He took over midway through the season, and then you're just going to move on from him that quickly. It, I don't know. But you got to think about it. And also, the coach was a, fired. So this yeah, is a new coaching yeah. staff in Arizona. Yeah. So they're bringing it, it. He might bring him in because he wants to have that type of offense. Yeah, but uh, do you pass up on Nick Bosa? That's the only I, thing. Yeah, that or Josh Allen. It'll right. be Nick Bosa, Josh Allen, either two and three or one and two. Yeah, and I, you know, and it's going to be like the top four are going to be DNs. And I know, you, I know, you you build your franchise through a quarterback. But like I said, you know, Josh Rosen just got his feet wet. He's just getting underway in the league, and you're going to kind of cut his feet out from underneath right, him. Right, and send him to somebody else. Yeah, Because you're, you're not going to pay his rookie deal right. if you take Kyler Murray. Right. You're not going to let his rookie, him sit back there and make that money. Right. You're going to be calling like uh, uh, Miami. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Well, Jacksonville's got uh, Nick Foles. Yeah, but still, I think Jacksonville's still in the market for a quarterback. I think maybe I don't San think they'll, I don't think they'll draft a quarterback. But if Josh Not Rosen sure. comes on no, the board, that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Because like, if you give them a fifth round pick and they give you Josh Rosen to back up Nick Foles, I think they'll make that move in Jacksonville. It, well, for a fifth round, they probably would. Yeah, but you know, you got Miami that's needing a quarterback. Yeah, Miami. Um, uh, I mean Minnesota. They our Kirk Cousins has not lived up to his contract because he's yeah. hurt all the time. Yeah, you got um, the Giants who are in need of a quarterback. Um, uh, I think the Giants wouldn't do anything because I believe the Giants are taking the uh, Dwayne Haskins well, at six. Um, the freak the GM. Um, what's his last name? Gentleman or Benelman? Something like that. Hold on. Um, but he just made a statement yesterday. Um, in the press conference. Yeah, gentleman, Dave Gentleman. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Dave Gentleman, he uh, he just made a press conference that said that uh, people who say that Eli can't play is ridiculous, and if he that he's washed up, he's not washed up. Right. So I don't. Uh, he's got to. That's what he's got to say. He yeah. just moved the best player on the team. Yeah. So if he's gonna lose everybody if he don't say, oh yeah, Eli is still great. Yeah. But if you're picking number five or number six, yeah, I'm sorry. Six, yeah. You know he's only got one year or two left. It's yeah, over. Yeah. Why would you not take the best court, one of the best quarterbacks in the draft? Right. Well, so so let's say that uh, so let's say that Arizona goes against what everybody's talking about, and they still take Bosa at one, right? And the, and the defensive players all fall through like they're talking about, and you get to six. Do you think with how Kyler Murray did in his pro day and his combine, do you think he goes over Dwayne at six to New York? or do you If think, he's available. Or do you think Dwayne's their guy no matter what? If he, if Kyler's available, I think they would think about it. Mm-hmm. But I think they've invested time with pro days and different things in the, in the combine. Mm-hmm. With Haskins, they talk to him a lot. Mm-hmm. 
and I asked him a lot of questions in the interview. And my personal opinion is, you know, if Kyler Murray's there and he's rated as the best player available, mm-hmm. you sit in there and you talk about it. Right. Because you've got two minutes. Right. So you're sitting there like, you know, like us, and, and, and you talk about the you're, – you're writing it on a board or whatever. Right. You know – the pros and cons for each one of them mm. because see and I'm we're, I'm on uh, cbssports.com and they have like the top prospects listed. Right. Uh, they got Dwayne Haskins at 13 and they got Kyler Murray at 14. So uh, they're saying eff- effectively they're basically the same type of player exactly right around in that it, exactly. same area. So it's, because it's more do you want a pocket guy or a mobile guy? Right, because the, the difference is Kyler Murray can 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 roll out and make some moves. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins is going to stand in a pocket and throw darts. Yeah. That's the, that's the, but see that's what, what formula what formula do you want to But what build? formula has the Giants been running since they've been to come to the New York Football Giants? Uh, the pocket quarterback. He's a stands and throws dimes. Yeah, that's what Eli's did his whole career was. Even before Eli Phil Collins or not Collins. Um, Not Phil Collins. Phil Sims. Phil Sims. Yeah. You know, you you had all, all these guys. If you'd really sit back and look, mm-hmm. they I had. Mean, Eli won two rings with a pocket-style quarterback. Exactly. Do you, you want to change? But then also, they've never, Giants have never had a, a big dual threat of a running back as they do now in Saquon Barkley. And do you try to build something around that, around, you know, maybe a run-and-gun style where, you know, Saquon, and, I mean, maybe you try to, maybe if, say, but Kyler with, with Dwayne Haskins, you think you're, like you're a, talking about getting Dwayne, right? No, I'm talking about getting Kyler because then they uh, can run like a college duo read option type the, of offense. The RPOs yeah. and, 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 and the rollouts. Do you but think you that know would what, work? It, it could. He would do it faster. But mm-hmm. if you look, Dwayne Haskins did the same thing at Ohio State. Yeah, he did do a lot of that. So, you know, State you're really going to get both. Do you? But with Dwayne, you, you're getting that pocket guy. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what you want when you have a stud running back as a pocket guy, right? Because right. now you've got the you got the you got the D tackles pinching mm-hmm. because they're trying to they're trying to make the pocket smaller, right? So now this running back can go up, make that jump cut, or make that cut mm-hmm. and hit that outside, mm-hmm. or, or hit the four hole and be gone. So do you have? But so besides you know Kyler going one, do you have somebody in the draft that is your this guy is going to be a premier star? There is not like a sleeper, but like you know a projected oh. star that's not going to be a star. Uh, like, cause like right now, like for me, DJ I'm DK worried. Metcalf. I'm worried. My the guy I'm worried about is who everybody says the Bengals are going to take. Uh, the linebacker from LSU, greedy or no? Not no, greedy it's was. the linebacker uh, from Michigan. Oh, Devin Michigan. White. Devin White. Okay. The Bengals. No, that's LSU. Yeah, linebacker from LSU is Devin White. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then Devin they got White us. Right yeah, Five. that's not who they got us. They got us taking. The, he's from uh, not. That's the guy that's going to go in the top. Right here, Rayshon Gary? No, that's the DN. Right here, Devin Bush? Yes, yeah, Devin, Devin Bush. Bush. Yeah. yeah, okay. Okay, and I'm not saying nothing. I couldn't think of the kid's name. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I watched him all year. I'm not saying he's a, he's not worth the pick. Mm-hmm. Take this out of it. My thought process is, look at what the Beatles have done with linebackers. Yeah. I was scared. Mm-hmm. We took the best linebacker in the draft. Out of Georgia, David Pollock. Yeah. And then we took the, his teammate, Odell Thurman, in round two. And what happened? Yeah. He, no he, he, did, he, he broke. He could never play again. I mean, and Ray Maluga, one of the best linebackers in USC. It, it just worries me because of the really position. pan out with we, us. We, yeah. we, don't have, we don't have good – you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we don't have a good track record because with linebackers. Because Vontez so. Burfick was a, a free agent. Right. He didn't even right. get drafted. Right. But – 
Um, see, like for me, DK Metcalf. I feel like whoever grabs, I think he's the gonna be unbelievable in the league. Uh, from Ole Miss, the receiver. Yeah. I I think whoever he's, he's takes Megatron, him is a steal. He's Megatron with fucking speed. Yeah, he's like I mean, look, he's six four, two thirty, two percent body fat, and he ran a fourth. Was a four three forty in the in the I combine? I think so. Four three or four. So he's got four, slot four. speed fast. You know, he's got John Ross type fat speed on him, and he's big and strong enough to get up there and get the high point of the ball. I think he's going to be the biggest steal of the draft. That's who I'd want. If, if the Bengals is there, I, that's the guy. I, I, if they got him, dude, I'd be outside like that dude was when Odell got traded to Cleveland, <laughs> screaming and hollering. Dude, because there's yeah. no way you jam that kid. Yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> you, there's he's, no way you, you hit him hard when he's coming across the middle. Yeah, like that's just, he's, <laughs> he's the prototype receiver. And you've seen what a, a prototype receiver can do for a franchise. Look at Julio. I mean, Matt Ryan's a good quarterback, but Matt Ryan's nothing without Julio Jones. The best, the best one to look at is the Detroit Lions. Yeah. When Megatron was there, Matt Stafford got Matt that Stafford big looked contract. a lot better. Yeah, yeah he soon got as, that huge contract. Soon as, as soon as Megatron walked away, mm-hmm. and I mean, look at I mean, uh, and he's got Marvin Jones Jr. and stuff there now. Right, and look at uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He's carried that quarterback uh, controversy in in Houston, even when with Brian Hoyer, Ryan Mallett. Uh, now he's got um, oh, his name's out of my mind right now. Clemson. Either he's a quarterback now. What's Houston? Oh, um, uh, I, his name's right on the tip of my tongue. Come on. Oh, he's their starter right now, and I know the steal. But he's he's. I mean, even in his weak points, DeAndre Hopkins has been able to carry. It's gonna kill me because I know who it is. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. Watson. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Deshaun Watson. I couldn't think of who it was. Oh my god! But still, he. He has he's been ineffective throwing the ball here and there. He's not the strongest quarterback, but DeAndre Hopkins is able to like a star receiver will save. He's not going to do it all the time, but he'll save your quarterback. And I think DK Metcalf could be that star receiver that even if you don't have a top five premier quarterback, you still have a chance. I think because you just got to get the ball in the area. My, you know, with Julio, you just right. got to get the ball near him, and he'll he'll, he'll bring yeah, it in. It, it's it's you know, I'm not going to bring it up because it ends up being. A no, big go deal. Ahead. It'll take us a long time. If we start naming the top five receivers in the league, a lot of oh, it, yeah. it changes a lot of things. Yeah. So and we're we're talking about the draft. <laughs> so my biggest sleeper is really not that big of a sleeper. I think the Rashad Gary out of Michigan is going to be better than Josh Maggie Allen Lyon. out of Kentucky. Oh, really? I think I think Rashad Gary is going to have, depending on and even if they switch and they both go to different teams, I just mm-hmm. I like his body of work. Mm. Better than Josh Allen's. Mm. Josh Allen's when he was a junior. Mm. Josh Allen's stats were very very low. Yeah. Um, yeah this Rash- Rashad Gary has carried Michigan. Are you mean assault? I think. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, go ahead. And uh, Rashad Gary's carried Michigan. Dude, I, mm. I mean, he 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 he's he had like two sacks against Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. He's had two sacks against. Um, he had two sacks the year before with J T. Barry. Mm. Or not? They not no. Um. Cardale or Dwayne? Yeah, it was. You're talking about Hall State, yeah, yeah, JT Barrett, yeah. And then it went to Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, right? yeah, you're right. But so, do you have anybody that's like you know a, a sleeper? Like, yes, you know, but, second, third, but, fourth round. Yes, but everybody's going to say it's because I know him. <laughs> and but I'm telling you, if anyone listens to this that's involved in the NFL, mm-hmm. in the third round, 
Do not let David Montgomery go past. Yeah, he's... Do not let him go past your team. <laughs> he might not be a day one dude, mm-hmm. but he is a definitely a day two dude. Yeah, he's... If he doesn't get drafted in day two, I'm going to be so surprised, dude. It's going to be insane. Yeah. The kid, is, the kid is good. He's and really I, good, yeah. We, I'm not we, got to see him, we got to see him grow up that way. Yeah. So they're all going to say we're hometown in it and everything. <laughs> but we'll see. So my sleeper, I took uh, Nikhil Harry out of Arizona. I mean, I've always back-to-back receivers. But still, I like the big body receivers that are, gonna, that are quick enough to actually do something. And Nikhil Harry out of Arizona State, man, is really good. And then also I like Rocky Sin from Temple. Yes. I like him a lot. They got and, – and, you know, and I'm not just – you know, my I got other sleepers that are going to come around. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple guys in this draft that, you know, are coming out of certain schools that could be studs and can be coming – they can come late. Right. Late picks and, you know – I'm not saying we got, you know, kids in the draft right now that's going to be, you know, Tom Brady out of the sixth round. Mm. But, you know, there's some kids in this draft that – So, I'm looking that at – That went to smaller schools. Right. That their stats are they're, – they're, their overall body of work is insane. So, I'm looking at some mock drafts on here on CBS, some of the guys, and all of them have Kyler Murray going one. Told you. This R.J. White dude, though, is wild. So, he's got a trade from Oakland and Arizona – He's got Oakland moving up to one and taking Kyler Murray at one, and Arizona falling to four on a trade. That's interesting. I, I, yeah, I mean that's, that's something, interesting. That's something that he's done. But <laughs> and look, him. he's even got uh, a mock trade with Detroit moving up to five and taking Dwayne Haskins over um, over New York. What is this guy doing? I don't know. That's what does crazy. he know? What does he know? We I don't know. know. Like he's got some crazy <laughs> trades right off the bat. He's got Kyler going one. On a mock trade from Oakland, and then he's got um, mock trade for Detroit. Dwayne going five to Detroit. You got Bosa two. Oh, you got Bosa two. He's got Josh Allen going to the Jets, which I would I can see that Josh Allen's probably going to go to the Jets, and I see Bosa going to San Francisco. I don't understand. Going to I don't understand where this Quentin Williams was coming in from, but okay, that's who he's got going four. Because uh, Arizona moved down, mm. you got he's got the Lions jumping ahead of the Giants mm. to get Haskins. Haskins. Then you got the so they got the Giants taking. He's Montez got the, Sweat from uh, Missouri. He's got him taking not even a quarterback. Right. Well, so. I mean, if if say in some crazy scenario this does happen, do you take Drew Locke out of Missouri? I mean. Like, or do you just take the best available player? Do you feel like Drew Locke could be your franchise quarterback? Because, see, like, the way he set it up, Dwayne and Kyler's gone. So, do you... But, see, did you... What it's going to come down to is, did you scout enough? True. Because if you scouted enough, you're going to know if a guy can play in your system. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, this guy's got Dwayne Haskins going 11 to Cincinnati. So, who does he got... New England take or New York Montez Sweat, the edge rusher out of Mississippi State. So he's got Kyler. Uh, who is it? So Ryan Wilson has got Kyler Murray one, um, Montez going to New York, and then Cincinnati taking Dwayne Haskins. At if that dude, if that happens, I'll be the happiest dude in the world. I love Andy Dalton's decent, but mm-hmm. bruh, 
Dwayne Haskins is a whole different player. See, this is the only bad part about being a Bengals fan is you don't know who. Like, <laughs> usually people have like set idea, players right? that teach teams are gonna take. But every every mock draft that I've looked at has had a different the uh, the Bengals player Bengals team taking a different player. Like here, one guy's got Dwayne Haskins, one guy's got Andre Dillard from Washington State, the O lineman, and then one guy's got Ed Oliver. And from then, Houston. And then the drafts I've seen is and not as Devin taking, Bush. Devin, yeah. Devin Bush taking linebackers. So it's linebackers. like, who, are the, who in the world are we going to take, man? If, we can, if Dwayne Haskins falls down to us when we take him, mm-hmm. that would be huge. Yeah, I mean, because I would like Andy, it. Andy's getting there. Yeah, you he's 30. Have, yeah. One. Is he 30? I mean, one or two more years, let him sit behind him. But you also got to think quarterbacks get in their primes in their later 30s, mid-30s. That's yeah, that's the quarterback but the, area. Who, but then you start looking at who's got a better arm strength, who's who's got you know. Then you start yeah. doing everything else, and the, if the young man beats him after the first year or so, right? You know, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, yeah, that's true. All right, so we're gonna take one quick break, then we're gonna switch gears to uh, the NBA. We're gonna talk about the NBA for a little bit. So uh, we'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Dynasty, the podcast. So we're going to switch gears. We're going to talk about the NBA a little bit, and I have one of my friends, Keandre Spencer. He's going to get in, chime in a little <laughs> bit on some NBA basketball. Um, so let's just kick things off here. We're going to talk about – so the NBA season's wrapping up soon. There's, what, 60 – wait, what's – what's what's how many games have they played? 82. 82. 82 games. So they, so they – no, I'm saying how many games have they played? So there's thirty one and thirty nine, so that's seventy. So yep. seventy games. Yep, just about. Yeah. So they got about twelve games left in the season. Yeah. 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 Fifty two. Yeah. Seventy one yeah. games. Seventy seventy one, depending on the team. So they got about ten, uh, nine, ten games left in the season, but depending on which team. So the playoffs are about to start. So we're gonna make an early prediction. So we have the Eastern and Western Conference teams. I'm going to – okay, so we're going to do who we predict that's going to be in the Eastern and Western Conference Finals and then who's going to make it to the Finals. Okay. So my pick, I have – I think Milwaukee and Philly are going to be the Eastern Conference Finals. A lot of people like the Raptors and Kawhi, but I don't think the Raptors are strong enough. See, Milwaukee, see Giannis is having just the best year that he's ever had and is having probably – he's going to win – he should win the MVP. He's having an unbelievable season. And then I like Philly's depth. I like – Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, uh, Joel Embiid, J.J. Reddick. I like their depth, and then their bench players are really good, too. So I got my Eastern Conference Finals is Milwaukee-Philly. Who do you have in your Eastern Conference? Uh, I, I like how you said Milwaukee and Philly, but there's just one problem with it. Philly and Milwaukee, they're going to play each other in the semifinals. They're not going right. to be able to play each other right. in the I'm conference stupid. finals. You're right. So, I'm not really. Even, I didn't even think of that. You're right. If you want to go there, it's kind of hard to choose because you do have Milwaukee and Philly, who mm. are two, two of the best teams in the conference. I would really consider Milwaukee and then the Boston Celtics. Just because the way of Kyrie, he has stepped up late, lately, mm. and the Boston Celtics, they became a different team in the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, I do. I can see Boston, but I don't like. See, I don't. I Boston used to have really good bench depth, and this season, Boston's bench is not is not produced as I thought they would. Gordon Hayward, 
to me, hasn't taken that role. He's not used to that role coming off the bench right now and being that, you know, he's he's a third-tier guy right now in, in Boston. Or Actually, he's fourth. Sure. He's the fourth scoring option, and he's not used to that. And and you got to that's what you got to have in the playoffs. You got to have those those people that can come off the bench, they accept their role and they excel in their role. And um I don't see I the just the bench from from Boston. I I haven't seen that 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 explosion. And a lot of people, you know, Kyrie has you know, Kyrie's Kyrie. He's going to do whatever he does and he's going to he's going to he's going to perform in the playoffs, no doubt. But you got to have that guy. Every every team has it. Last year it was Boston's Terry Rozier. Every team has the guy that comes off the bench that takes their role and, and shines. And I think that if Boston wants to be successful, Gordon Hayward's going to have to take that role. And I don't know if Gordon Hayward wants to take that role. I think he's mentally left Boston because it was the wrong move for him because of Jason Tatum. I think if he wouldn't have, one wouldn't have got hurt with that ankle, and two, if Boston would have not taken Jason, would have stayed at one and taken, let's say, Markell or somebody, if they would have taken somebody else in that draft, that Gordon Hayward would have been, you know, more excelled in Boston. But I think he's had to take a back seat because of how well Jason's played and that obviously that ankle injury that I don't think he's going to be able to step it up in the playoffs, just personally. I see where you're going there. I, I, I really do. Mm. But the, here's the thing. Gordon Hayward's not going to be that fourth option. He's not really going to be even the third option. Mm. He's going to probably be the fifth or sixth. He's not producing mm. as he should be. Mm. He's coming off a leg. And he broke his leg. He didn't. Yeah. He's broke his leg. He's still getting the feel back for the NBA game. His mm-hmm. his first season back. But that's what I'm saying. Like you got to have that guy that, like, I like number one. Number one. Um, the best example that I've ever seen. So, the San Antonio Spurs won five rings in the in the in the Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, Manu era. And what did they always do every time they got to the playoffs? Even if they didn't do it in the regular season, they always put Manu on the bench. And he always came out with the second unit, and he went off. And that's what you need in the playoffs to get you in that deep range. Uh, you need somebody that's going to come off the bench and just take over the game for your second unit. And I think that Gordon Hayward's going to have to take up that role, and I don't think he can take up that role. That's what I'm saying. I think that's what's going to get – because, like, Philly, you can – they got people coming off the bench that are, can take that role over. Like, T.J. McConnell, he can take over a game whenever he needs yeah. to. You can have you have um, oh his name's skipping my mind right now. Ben Sim- you have Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, right, and, and and you have people. Jimmy, uh, have J- JJ Redick, he's JJ always been Redick. hot in the playoffs, and he can he can get those heat checks going. I like I like Philly's depth, but I like um, wait no 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 because uh, you were what's wrong. fun what's funny is actually I I'm not wrong because they they would play each other. No, because, because it would be it'd be one and f- so say each each top seed one it'd be one and four that would play each other and then two and three. No, th- no, actually it would be one and three. And the reason I say that is because the way they have the bracket set up, it's gonna be the ones at the top is gonna play the eighth, two and seven are gonna be at the bottom. Right. So it's gonna be four three. and five would be up. It goes one. It goes one eight two seven four five three six. Because the two and three, and then one and four, and then one and two. That's yeah. That's I think that's. Saying. Hold on, let me let me let me look it up. Because yeah, I think we that's gotta look this. Because <laughs> I'm pro- 
I might be wrong, and if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Because I could have sworn it was because it always is like the one seed has technically the easiest route to the to the finals because they have. Uh, oh, that's not what I wanted, but they have like it's right here. Brackets right there. Right, but that's the NCAA bracket. I'm just, the play of the NBA does it differently. So yeah, see, it's one, you're, one you're eight, right, four five, right. three six two seven. Yeah. Oh, so they're gonna. Oh, so that could happen. Yeah. So that actually could happen. Right. But another thing is which we did not mention the Toronto Raptors with Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think the Boston Celtics can or the Philadelphia 76ers can beat the Raptors. You don't think you think the Raptors are that strong? I think the Raptors can can pull off that upset. See, I mean, they did grab Mark Gasol at the deadline, and I mean, I just I've never been sold on Kyle Lowry. I've never thought he was a premier point guard. And Kawhi Leonard, I mean, I mean, it is Kawhi, but I think that Milwaukee, um, if they were to play them in the finals, in the conference finals, Milwaukee, I think Giannis could stop Kawhi. I think in if they played Philly, I think Ben Simmons could stop Kawhi and not even just stop them. I think that they can compete with them because it say say uh say Milwaukee and and Toronto made the conference finals. I think Giannis could keep up with Kawhi's production and they just cancel each other out. So then it goes to the bench players and I I like Malcolm Brogdon. All right, ladies and gentlemen, sorry about that. We had technical difficulties on our last uh on the last uh. Little segment. segment there. So we were talking about the East. I had Milwaukee, Philly in the conference finals. Who'd you have in the conference finals? Uh, I believe I said Milwaukee and the Celtics, but I actually mm. want to change it to Milwaukee and the Raptors. Milwaukee and the Raptors. So you got the one and two going. Yeah. So then in the Western Conference, who do you have going to the finals? Uh, I really believe it'll be the Warriors versus the Rockets again. Rematch Western Conference Finals from last year. So, I mean, yeah, I can see that too. I like Denver, but I don't think Denver is going to be strong enough to make it there. So, yeah, I'd probably go Golden State and Houston in the Conference Finals too. And I'm, I'm rooting for Oklahoma City to get there, but I don't think they're going to get there either. So we're going to switch gears here. We're going to talk about some college basketball. And uh, the big oh, thing today man. is the playing game starts tonight for college basketball. And, oh, yeah, you, you have the brackets right in front of us, so we can just take a look at those. Yeah, I'll just give everybody um, so, a Here, hold on. So, yeah, so the playing game starts tonight, right? Yeah, yes. today's the 19th. So uh, Belmont and Temple play tonight, and F. Dickinson and Prairie View play tonight. Right. So the 11 and 16 playing games. So um, let's talk about who do you guys have as and your favorites right now to win the tournament? To win the whole thing, who do you guys have as your favorite? Now, tonight's games, the, uh, the F. Dickinson and Prairie View, mm-hmm. the winner has to face Gonzaga. Right. And then the 11 right. seed for the – yeah, for Belmont and Temple, it is they play, play Maryland uh, East Maryland. Yeah, they play Maryland. The winner of that would play Maryland in the mm-hmm. in, in the Duke bracket. Right. In so the East. yeah, so the only the East and West are the only ones with playing games. Right. I didn't know they did that. I thought they did each bracket had a playing game. Hmm. They must have changed that. But so who do I you guys have? Is the I think they did because it was a sixteen and eleven and sixteen and eleven. If you make it in the same area, area it makes it a little bit easier. That's true. So, but, who do you guys have as uh, your favorites to, 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 to make it to the to at least the championship game? We won't say winning it, but who do you guys – or your two favorites to make it to the championship? I think, I think if people don't understand 
Duke is strong as strong can get. Mm-hmm. Um, Zion Williamson is probably one of the best college basketball players I've ever seen in my life play in college. And that's not taken away from anybody. But that kid set out for basically six games because of his shoe. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was 38 seconds in a one game. They say he set out five games. But, I mean, 38 seconds, you pretty much missed that whole game too. Come back. Went thirteen for thirteen in the cha- in, in, in sorry come back in the tournament mm-hmm. first round of the tournament mm-hmm. for the ACC goes thirteen for thirteen for twenty nine point seven rebounds and five blocks. Yeah, that's. I mean, he averaged twenty something points and uh, five rebounds in the in the tournament. And Here's let's the not, tournament MVP. Let's not forget that this guy is two hundred eighty five pounds of pure muscle. That, like he's crazy. not. He's Six, not. Eight. He's not a fat guy. He is strong. Yeah, <laughs> six eight. Yeah, I mean, I who think, else is six eight? That's like that, right? LeBron, LeBron James. Yeah. I mean, if you but he's of, he's twenty pounds heavier than LeBron. Exactly. That's, and that's crazy. what's crazy. Yeah, he's that's twenty pounds heavier than LeBron crazy. right now. But so you have Duke is one of your favorites. Who you have on the other side of the bracket to make it the whole way? North Carolina. You got North Carolina. Yeah, I watched. I watched. I watched all. Oh, man, I watched all the. I watched all the Duke North Carolina games this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they're amazing. North Carolina, the only thing for North Carolina is their point guard takes some bad shots sometimes. Mm. He needs if he could settle down in the in the tournament. I think North Carolina could be tough. What about you, Dre? Who is your two favorites? <laughs> What's funny is he mine is the exact same, the exact same Duke North Carolina. But see, you've been with me all year to watch it, so. You, you, we know we've sat and watched these two do, these two teams play, and when exactly. we seen it was broken, right. and there was a way they was going to play in the championship. Mm. See, oh, man. see, I have this Duke, but I like I would like to pick an underdog team that I think is going to catch fire, and I think that Purdue could catch a big fire here, and they can make it all the way to the championship game. I like their depth in Purdue, and I like how they it's team basketball. They don't have the big superstar, they don't have the young guy to the, they don't have the you know the young freshman that's going to make the bad decisions. So I think see, my I, favorite is going to be the upset and, and bringing the boilmakers to the championship see, I, game. If there's if there's a team that could catch fire, and and run through it. If that's what we're picking, mm-hmm. mine would be the actually the team that would play your team in the second round. I would take Cincinnati. You think UC? UC, UC a, got oh, UC got hot and they they started they started hitting them threes. They have you know I think they had one of the worst three point percentages in mm-hmm. college basketball mm-hmm. this year. But in the uh, the only thing I don't the, like about in the, UC in the is, American League is it the AAC? Yeah, in the AAC. They they caught fire from the outside, mm. and then their inside game is insane. Yeah, they, they the only have, thing I don't like about UC they is Iowa. they have sticks a lot in UC. They have Iowa in the first round. Mm. I think they can. Iowa's only got six players that, that that rotate. Yeah, I think they can get past Iowa, and then with Purdue, I think that's probably going to be one of the best games. In well, the they would play round. Purdue in the Sweet Sixteen. No, they'd be the second round. No, was, if you see the, they would have either Tennessee or Colgate in the second. Oh round. yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Let me because let me go back. That's where I believe Cincinnati goes to meet them in the, okay, Sweet, 16. In the Sweet Sixteen. Because okay. because Tennessee Tennessee won the SEC mm-hmm. and they won it pretty. You know, they, it wasn't no fluke, right? But they have been so wishy washy all year. Yeah. If you play a complete team like Cincinnati is, mm-hmm. guess where they're playing them at? In Ohio. Yeah. So who's going to have home home court advantage? That's who's going to have? It, you're going to have it to where they're playing 
10 is, even though they're the two seed, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be almost favored. Right. You know, and I think that's where that's where they move on to meet your team, Purdue. Because See, I, but the, the only thing I don't like about UC is a lot of times when they get down a little bit, they try to, the ball sticks a lot. It doesn't, they don't rotate, they don't move the ball a lot. When, when they get, get a little bit of adversity, they're down five or seven. They you know, one guy tries to take over the game and they don't really move the ball. But see, they they so changed. they gotta they gotta kind of get they gotta get it competitive and either build a lead or get you know only be down a couple points or the ball's gonna kind of stick to one guy. But see, they changed in the AAC. Yeah, they when because when they played Houston, they were down six. They was down eight. Mm-hmm. They they've changed that. You know, uh, Mick Cronin changed that. Right. You know, the ball does start moving around in, in the turn. And so and and you know a lot of teams. Play in the regular season, just you know, to get to the tournament, right? And 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 what I'm trying to say is, you know, they're learning systems, they're doing right. everything. There's a lot of these kids are freshmen, so once you get into something where it's win or go home, mm-hmm. you start making everything easy. Mm-hmm. You know, you go back to calling one and two and three and four. You know, when you're bringing the ball up as a point guard and you're going four, 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 you know, that's what you get to in the, in the tournament because right. it's win or go home. So you're right. going to do exactly what everybody can do. Right, exactly. So these teams are getting more impressive because it's win or go home. Right. So, okay, so let's – let's. Uh, do you have any uh, – so let's move on to a different subject. No, you so, didn't pick. Yeah, you, yeah, I did. I said Duke and Purdue. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what right. I think. Okay. So um, do you guys have anybody that – well, you were talking about UC, but do you guys have anybody that's in the lower seed, middle seeds, that you think that if they catch fire, they could be very dangerous in this tournament? Do you have anybody that you're looking at? The, that There's a couple teams couple. that are seeded. Go ahead. There's a couple. There's a couple UC. teams for me that are seeded, mm-hmm. but they're actually seeded high, but they could surprise people. Mm-hmm. I think Kentucky, if Kentucky could actually play together, mm-hmm. I think that could be a great game against UNC if it gets that far. Mm-hmm. I think Houston could give Kentucky a great game. Yeah. In, 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 when they would meet in the Sweet 16. What I think about, that would be a great game because Houston is a very, very, very good team. Right. What about uh, what about Iowa State? What do you guys you guys think Iowa State could get could catch some run here? I mean, they they caught a bit of fire in that Big Ten or Big Twelve tournament, right? And then they get you know you got Ohio State, who's you know Ohio State's a big shooting out uh, shoot outside shooting team, mm-hmm. you know, so they like to play big boy ball in, at Iowa. Mm-hmm. So you, you're kind of got the best, you know. But they would have to run through if if I were to make it all the way, they would have, have to go to, through Houston. Uh, let's say every top seed right, one, they have to go through Houston, Kentucky, and. Uh, Probably North, North Carolina, Carolina. I mean, to get to the get to the finals there. So that I mean, they have a big task ahead of them. They have you know, literally they would have to play the three best teams in the if if they were to make it with all the top seeds making it in the Midwest bracket, they would have to play the one, two, and three seed to make it to the final four. You know, and on the other side, go ahead. Really, let's uh, get yours. And it's crazy is on the on the same side with the South and Midwest. I think Seton Hall can upset Watford, upset Kentucky, and end up being a team in the Sweet 16 or the Elite 8. Wow. At uh, least, because okay. those boys can play some ball. I've just watched some of those games, and it just looks like, my gosh, like these guys just catch fire at the, at the end of the game, at the end of the stretch. It's like, whew, I don't And see, that's, really that's what you were talking about that earlier with Kentucky. Kentucky is, all, is a question mark in this tournament, because like if Tennessee. they don't play as a unit, yeah. they could be beaten by any team in this yeah. tournament. It's they can just even like, be beaten by you know, Albon. Right. There's, 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 or Abilene. There's, you know, like the two, two seed, the Tennessee, T- 
Kentucky. Michigan's the same way. Mm -hmm. They barely caught fire to to win the Big Ten. You know, the only strong two-seed is Michigan State. Mm -hmm. You know, Michigan State gets to Duke. That's that in in the championship games probably gonna be the best two games we're gonna see in the in college basketball the way it's set up. And see, I Virginia, like Virginia is suspect at best. Mm-hmm. They lost That's last year to a sixteen. Yeah, you know, and this year they they struggled in the ACC tournament. Yeah, see that I always liked Virginia, but again they <laughs> lost to the sixteen seed last year. They they're really good defensively, but they really got they got a great coach. Mm-hmm. I do want to shout it out. I I watched. I've watched a lot of the basketball. This is, like I said, my favorite part of the year. Mm. Um, I also research a lot of guys, and I look back. Virginia has probably one of the best coach, young coaches in basketball. And I do want to put that out there because if somebody listens, I don't want to think that we're downing. Right, right. Virginia has right. a hell of a coach. So that do, you guys have anybody, do you guys have anybody, do you see any 16 seed repeating last year and being able to get an upset? Do you guys see any possibility I, here? I mean... Because, see, Virginia, they lost last year to a 16 seed, but they got Gardner-Webb. Right. So do you think Gardner-Webb can repeat the UMBC no, performance of so. last year? You guys don't have anybody? No. Not even Iona maybe coming no. up with an upset? Iona is not going to be able to upset <laughs> North Carolina. The North only Carolina one would be, strong. I want to see the, the, the West playing game to the 640 game tonight because Gonzaga lost to St. Mary's in the, their championship round, uh-huh. you know, and so they didn't win their conference championship tournament championship. They won the regular season. Mm. You know, does that mess with their psyche? Cause they lost to a team, an unranked team that what you were supposed to blow out. Right. You know, do they struggle, you know, against, you know, one of these two teams when we get to watch and see if they really play. Cause mm-hmm. you know, these two teams, they're going to be a five five man basketball team, right? You know what I'm saying, they're, right? Exactly. They don't have the they don't have the star that takes over because we'd all would know who it was, right? And so, so it's going to we're going to see. And if they play together, mm-hmm. do they get inside Gonzaga's head with that loss with St. Mary's? And they're going to need a big bench performance too yeah. against Gonzaga because I think does Gonzaga only goes six or seven deep, too. right? So you, if you have a good print performance as one of those sixteen seeds, you could if you can if you can get people to come in and score and and stay fresh while they're getting tired during late in the games. I mean, it could be a possibility. It could be a close game to where it could be closer than it needs to be. Yeah, you know what could. I'm saying. You could be like a two or three point win or a five point win. Mm-hmm. You know, in reality, they should blow them out. Right. You know, because if you look at the Gonzaga stats compared to these two teams, I mean, it's right. insane. So, but see, so like my sleeper, I like St. John's. St. And John's? there you got the playing game in the West against Arizona State. And then if they win that game, they would go and play see, Buffalo. I, I like you so I much because like you're my Jones. son. I love you and everything. But I, you're, you're, you're wrong right here. Arizona State takes it. You think Arizona State gets the – I don't know. Dude, I Arizona like, State I like is St. John's. on fire. Yeah. They are on fire. They they are on this whole other level. The coach has got every – he's dancing in the locker room with them. and <laughs> They're all together now. And That's I mean, crazy. It, it's it's – But see, that – I mean, Arizona State, game. St. John's, I think that's probably the only playing game I see getting out of this – out of round one. Like – like out of, out of, I got you, out of the I got four you. playing Who, games, win? like whoever wins that game, I can see them upsetting Buffalo and moving on to the, at least the second round. Because all the other teams, I don't see them beating the teams that they would go and, and see, face. And for me, because you know, obviously playing games are tonight. If right. Arizona does win, Arizona State wins and gets in, into their bracket. I would have Arizona State in the Sweet Sixteen. 
You think they would beat either Texas Tech or North Kentucky? Northern, Northern NKU? Kentucky. Yeah, NKU, yeah. Yeah, I because Texas Tech is only had they only go six deep. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to get depth when you only go six deep. You probably want to stop. Yeah. So that'll be the end of our uh podcast here. Thank you guys for listening and see you guys next week.